Hello, welcome to my King James Bible Sermon Podcast. Please consider donating 490 New Taiwanese dollars, which is appropriately 17 US dollars, to me every single month, so I will work hard on my podcast to create my best podcast content. As my token of gratitude, I also will send you through your email. My monthly updates unique and dedicated A4 size ebooks in PDF file format every single month with your monthly donation. Please check out the information in every podcast episode description. Thank you, and have a nice day. The way God controls or allows everything that might happen. Book of Matthew, Chapter 2 Verses 12 to 14. King James Version Bible. Verse 12, And being warned of God in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed into their own country another way. Verse 13, And when they were departed, behold, the angel of the Lord appeareth to Joseph in a dream, saying, Arise, and take the young child and his mother, and flee into Egypt and be thou there until I bring thee word, for Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. Verse 14, When he arose, he took the young child and his mother by night, and departed into Egypt. In these verses, the angel of the Lord came to warn Joseph to flee into Egypt until further notice, so they are saved from danger. But how can these verses educate us as Christian? When we are truly called to be a servant of God to fulfill his will, God will make certain that there will be no obstacles ahead of us in the situation that we are obeying God. God's power is always transcendental in every way so there is no place for distress or fretting too much because God is in control of every aspect of our lives if we truly obey and wait for his instruction. Jehovah Our Heavenly Father also will send those mighty angels to guard us for safety when we need it. Sometimes, God is trying to warn us ahead of time by speaking directly to us, so it is crucial to listen attentively to God's voice. However, we must take precautions in listening to God to discern His voice from the devil. Sometimes, in our dreams, God will manifest His instructions to us. No matter what method God uses to send information or instruction to let us know what to do next, we still have the duty to take heed and act accordingly, otherwise, we might fall behind in what God wants us to do, and often it is our fault. To be blessed by God's supernatural power of providence, we must obey Him all the time and also walk with Him on every step in the pathway that God has shown us. However, Many Christians thought that all they have to do is simply pray and wait for any magic works to happen. That is unbiblical and foolish when you think that God will bless your career without any necessity to obey his will and timing and receive the instructions. For example, if God wants you to be a disciple of Jesus, to cast out devils and heal many sicknesses and build the church, Then he will send a prophet or another legitimate disciple to minister to you to initiate your discipleship. So all you can do is wait patiently and rest in God's promise and submit yourself to God's way.
Don't lean on your own understanding by doing something else or choose to work your way. Otherwise, all your efforts will be wasted because it is futile to bless yourself without God's blessing. Finally, be patient and long-suffering while enduring any hardship with faith because every blessing that is pouring from heaven must first meet the requirement to be humble before God and wait for his timing until the blessing has arrived. This is the key principle of the Christian faith to walk with God and obey God's will. What does mean to wait on God? It means that we don't try to think and do our own business based on our strength and wisdom and focus on promoting ourselves rather than glorifying Jesus. In another word, if you want to be blessed by God, don't try to find it in your way. Look at how Jesus Christ has done. He humbled himself and obeyed God no matter what happened and then become the finisher of faith. That is the only way to demonstrate your true faith can be validated by the Holy God. Thank you for your kindness and generosity to support my podcast. Goodbye, and God bless you. Hi to everyone who watching my shows. Welcome to listen to my King James Bible preaching class. Today topic is God is fair. God is fair to everyone. Let's look at Psalms, the, the Old Testament book of Psalms chapter 89 verse 14 in the King James Bible. Justice and judgment are the habitation of thy throne. Mercy and truth shall go before thy face. Psalms chapter 11 verse 7 For the righteous law love the righteousness. His countenance doth behold the upright. Let's look at it. Genesis chapter 18 verse 25 That be far from thee to do after this manner, to slay the righteous with the wicked, and that the righteous should be as the wicked, that be far from thee, shall not the judge of all the earth do right? Let's look at Isaiah chapter 9 verse 7. Of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice and from henceforth even forever. The sayer of the law of hosts will perform this. Now look at what I'm going to tell you from these verses. God has implanted a moral law to every human being in our conscious mind. When we sense some injustice events in the reality field and movie or TV, it agitates us. Everyone can differentiate between good and evil in all kinds of circumstances, unless you are an absolutely psychopath. Otherwise, it is our instincts to feel naturally distressed and nerve-breaking in unfair and, and uh, injustice scenario. 
Therefore, we must understand it is logically cogent that God is the moral lawgiver, and He will never compromise in any unjust situations. God will surely judge everyone after life according to what we have said, thought, and done, and no one can live by any chance to escape His sovereignty. However, God is fair and just and merciful and righteous. He will only do the right thing. At this judgment, project that it is God's negligent creator who condoned evil to misfortune innocent people in the world and caused innumerable excruciating suffering and tortures. They are all wrong in this observation because they could only see the past never be able to see the big picture or dimension and in an old dimension as God is busy doing salvation and redemptive job to all mankind. Unless we can see the end of the road, we can understand perfectly how much God loves and merciful to us. When ethics diligently renounce and provoke God, it is their foolish belief that cause their eternal destiny in hell. They cannot blame God for it. God simply acquiesces as their decision for their decision when they don't appreciate God's mercy and loving kindness invitation to, to eternal life in heaven. Don't let the devil deceive you by any means into believing that God is a ferocious and negligent creator to take care of his creations. Sometimes it is extremely arduous to pray for what we need and have strong, unshakable faith and confidence of assurance to know for sure that what we pray for it eventually will be given to us according to God's will and consequently we should add as we already received what we ask. Christians often feel worried and anxious about what they have just prayed and will really work because it is so easy to doubt God's righteousness and fairness when many unmanageable obstacles and overwhelmingly interrupt our way. Remember, don't fret when it occurs in our life, seeing that God has abandoned us to be desolate us in a hopeless and helpless position. But keep the focus on His mercy and love. He will help you in no time, only if you have faith and endurance to trust Him whatsoever. Next, the, the topic is everlasting happiness in heaven. Let's look at Book of Romans, chapter 6, verse 23, King James Bible. For the wages sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Book of John chapter 5 verse 24 Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that heareth my word, and believeth on him that sent me, hath everlasting life, and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. First John chapter 3 verse 14 we know that we have passed from death unto life because we love the brethren. He that loves not his brother 
abide in death. Let's look at First John chapter three, verse fifteen. Whosoever hates his brother is a murderer, and ye know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. Now look at what I'm going to tell you in this scripture reading. The majority of present, the majority of present people strongly believe that everyone should be able to go to heaven if they haven't done anything wrong, anything serious crime, and since God is so merciful for love, so they cannot believe that God will send His creations to hell. People refuse to face the truth that they are poor sinners and will go to hell if they never repent and convert to Christian. God is love and merciful, but He does not condone sin. The only way to go to heaven is to repent our sins and believe in Jesus Christ, who took away the penalty of our sin if we follow Him. Many Christians don't follow Jesus Christ as well, not just pagan infidel. We cannot condemn the gift of God. We cannot condemn the gift from God, which is eternal life or everlasting life, and then expect to go to heaven. Because we disregard, disregard the truth and believe what we want to believe. Unbelievers ponder in their hypocrite way that they are far better than Christians in their generosity practice. The unbeliever loves to boast themselves when they contribute to volunteer work and donation to a tremendous amount of money to poverty and food bank. You must understand that what a soul in heaven really is doing more than just living forever. And eternal life is the life of God. God created heaven and desires anyone who believes and loves Him will have everlasting happiness. Therefore, if you want to be enmity of God with hatred and reject His teaching, then when you die without repenting your sinful nature, is solid, solidified forever and also willing, willingly place yourself in hell. Yes, unbelievers can be very generous and warm-hearted than anyone else, but no matter what you do, your hidden sinful nature cannot change. We are all filthy rags unless you totally surrender yourself to God and repent. Christian faith is only rock, rocky, solid, and unbreakable truth, and nobody can ever survive and escape the consequences of rejecting the truth. Eternal life is a condition that always, in the present tense, timeless dimension. God is totally in control of heaven when sin and evil lost its power. And every saved Christian in heaven will be sealed with the Spirit of God and become sons of God and heir with, heir with Him and partake the inheritance from God. Don't be deceived by Roman Catholic Church theologians when they say that heaven is only a condition. It's not a place anywhere. You must believe that fact that heaven is indeed a real place in the supernatural dimensional existence. 
If you love God, have reconciled, also have reconciled to God and love anyone, then surely you can go to heaven when you die. The reason why our flesh cannot go to heaven, only our spirit can go, because the flesh is the source of sinful nature, the pride of life that lasts. However, the spirit will be in heaven with God for eternal eternity and will rejoice to be in the air and inheritance with God. If our spirit submit to God, if our spirit have repent. Bolligan question, you should rejoice every day when you know you will live with a lovely heavenly father in heaven and enjoy everlasting happiness and overflowing life. This is the end of my episode. Thank you so much for watching my shows. And please subscribe and follow up my following episodes. Thank you so much. Now, goodbye. Thank mm-hmm. you.